0: If you really want to know, then come on, let's go take a stroll down those What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads Webcast, brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics and almostheavenathletics.com. Here today to give our sixth update of the West Virginia men's basketball season. Joining me as always is my basketball co-host, Justin Eller. What's going on tonight, Justin? i uh, just trying to say warm, man. You're down there in
1: Florida living it up. It's about 10 degrees here in West Virginia, so...
0: I'm I'm not jealous of that a bit. It's it's been a little cool here, you know. It's been a cool 40 degrees, but I'll take that over about uh, about 10. It's been a little cold week down here in Florida, though, cooler than I'm used to. But you know, it still beats the heck out of uh, that West Virginia weather this time of year. So it's uh, been a while since we've uh, got a chance to do a do a show to get get our schedules lined up and stuff. So uh, since we've done our last show, West Virginia's played six games. They went one and five in those games. Uh, losses to Kansas State, a game they probably should have won. It was up by 21, <laughs> largest come, uh, comeback in Kansas State history. Um, lost to Oklahoma State. Uh, blow in, blown out by TCU with over 30 points and abysmal performance. But then bounced back and beat number seven, Kansas, at home in Morgantown. Um, lose to Baylor. The, a couple days later on Monday, and then most recently played the number one team in the country, Tennessee, where they fell 83 to 66. So West Virginia right now is sitting at nine and eleven overall in the season, one and six in uh, Big 12 conference play. Um, you know what sticks out to you, um, and what what do you think um, it says about the team that they have the ability to? beat Kansas, but, you know, that's the only game out of those six that they won. So, I mean, is it an effort thing with this team? They don't get up for every game, uh, consistency. Just what do you think that it is with this team that, that's that gone so wrong?
1: Um, effort, honestly, uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I just don't think that we have a group of guys that really want it. Um, you know, they started out the season kind of slow, dropped out of the top 25, and then it just it seems like it's never – Intensity's never been there. Um, the only two games I can think of off the top of my head that we actually played like we wanted to win was pit, the pit game and the uh, Kansas game. But then they just bounce back right after the Kansas game, play bad against Baylor and then start out hot against Tennessee and then just go in about 11 minutes for drought. So, um, I think it's effort. I just, uh, it's a combination of effort and lack of talent. You know, everybody always says, you know, these guys can compete with anybody. Um, I hate to be negative, but I don't think that's the case. Because uh, if it were the case, we wouldn't be 9 and 11. We would, you know, we'd have be 14 15 wins somewhere around there. Um, but uh, it's just lack of leadership and effort.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It's just kind of snowballed since. The beginning of the season, really, you know, uh, there's been points where it looked like West Virginia might turn it around. But then, you know, they go right back into, uh, you know, the things that have plagued them all season, turning the ball over and um, struggles shooting, struggles rebounding, things like that, you know. And it's really weird because, you know, in the first three conference games, West Virginia, of course, started 0-5 in conference play. But they could have won any one of those first three games. I mean, it was a few possessions from them being 3-0 versus 0-3, you know, against both Texas teams. They had a chance to win both of those games. And then, of course, Kansas State, they give up a 21-point lead, a game that they led the entire first half, and then, you know, give up a 21-point lead that they had with, you know, a couple minutes into the second half. So, you know, in the final 18 minutes, give up a 20-plus point lead. But, you know, they had a good chance to be 3-0 and in conference if they, you know, made a couple more plays in any one of those games. They could have won any one of, or all of those games. So then, you know, I, th- I thought that after that that maybe the team, was kind of down because after that they lose to Oklahoma State and then the blowout loss to uh, TCU. So I thought, you know, this team may not win a conference game. But then they come back and uh, beat Kansas. You know, just when you think they're at their worst point, they beat, you know, a top ten Kansas team. And so then you kind of have some hope they're 9-9. Nine and nine. You're like, maybe they're going to turn this around. But then follow that up with a loss to Baylor at home and then, you know, get blown out by Tennessee. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, there's one, one in six in conference right now. I mean, do you see many more conference wins coming from this team?
1: I think at best they get four or five. Um, I don't see – you know, Huggins has came out and made remarks. And, you know, they, he mentions, you know, the players that are here don't want to play. So he'll handle that situation, which you can only think – help to think about the 2012-13 season when we had, I believe, six transfers in the off season Because mm-hmm. um, those guys with Keith Miles and Jabari Hines and Aaron Harris – Terry Henderson and Aaron Brown, there's five transfers just off the top of my head that left that team. Right. And those guys, uh, they just, you know, it was kind of like this team, in and out. Um, they could win a big game. They could Aaron Harris would go off 30 points, and then you wouldn't hear from him again. So um, I just, I think the guys that Huggins has got doesn't want to be there. And another thing that I think has hurt us this season, and this isn't necessarily a knock on Huggins. This is kind of an easy thing to do if you're a head coach, I would imagine. But when you got guys like Javon Carter and Daxter Miles for four years and you get these Juco transfers and Tavon Myers and Tariq Phillip and guys like Jay Sean Page, you know, I I think he made a mistake in recruiting as far as he went out and got players that would complement their game. And then in turn, these players have turned out to be to the point to where they were just role players alongside great players and they're not going to be great players themselves. And, you know, that's that's hard to judge as a coach, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like I said, that's not a knock on Huggins, but I think that's a big reason why you see a 9-11 record right now. Uh, just the guys we got in with the pieces we had in place fit, and now that those uh, important pieces are gone, uh, it just seems like nothing fits. And, you know, it's just uh, just a rebuilding year. It's happened to us before, and then we bounced back and went to three sweet 16s. So uh, not too worried, but this season uh, – you know it's it is what it is, it's you know it's pretty much over uh, as far as I'm concerned, unless you know a miracle happens and they just start going on a win streak. But um, one thing I would like to see from Huggins, uh, I would you know, McKay played 16 minutes against Tennessee, led the team in assists with four, uh, two or three from three. You know, Bolden went down with another injury. I think it's time, you know, Huggins is he's kind of cut down on play time as far as playing 12 guys mm-hmm. the last couple of games. I think it's just time. You pick one, whether it be McCabe or Napper, you pick a guard, you let him run 25, 35 minutes a game, and you just get him ready for next season because at this point, I mean, what are you going to save this year? You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, I agree with you. And that's one thing I will say is that um, the the guard play, you know, the turnovers are still there, but uh, the point guards have been improving. You can see some improvement from all three, really. You know, Napper had a big game against Baylor um Haley had a big game in the win against Kansas and then like you said McCabe had a, a solid game against Tennessee and has really been coming on lately as well so you know all three have had uh, had their moments and they you know you can see a little bit of improvement there so so that's good going forward because you know those three if they can continue to improve um maybe not this season but you know next season there's some potential for this team especially if those guys you know take the next step in their game and you know uh leave Beetle to play that two-guard spot and you know Be- Beetle's the uh kind of the heart and soul of this team right now. He's played injured. He's had injured wrist. He's played sick. Now he's got the ankle injury. And that's one guy that you can't question his effort. He really uh, puts his body on the line for this team. And you wish you had more people to give the effort that Beatles given and this team's record may be be better than, you know, what it is right now.
1: Yeah, Beetle puts it on the line, that's for sure. Um, It hurts. It sucks that he keeps getting hurt. Uh, It's a guy go down, but – I just I look forward to a lot of transfers and uh, hopefully a good recruiting class. We already started off strong, uh, so we'll go ahead and – I know you're the host, but we'll go ahead and transition to uh, the Oscar topic. I think it's pretty sweet that we got a McDonald's All-American. I uh, did some research, research. He is the second McDonald's All-American in school history. Um, I, I forget the guy's last name, but I believe it was the 1986 season was the last time we had a McDonald's All-American. So you gotta you gotta look forward to that, and also there's you know we can spit some conspiracies out real quick. Uh, a lot of people are thinking that Kanate's is not playing, you know, because he's trying to go to the NBA or whatever, and he might not be back this season. Then again, he might. But also um, you got you can't help but think maybe he's just saying, hey, we got some talent coming in next year. Culver's playing really good. Uh, maybe Kanate comes back next year, and we. We have a good inside-out basketball team with him, Culver, and Oscar. So, um, just wanted to throw that out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can't can't understate that. You know, like you said, I think it was 1986. So, first McDonald's All-American for West Virginia basketball in over 30 years and only the second all-time. So, that's huge. Huge. Huge accomplishment! Shout out to Oscar for that. And then I'm with you on the Canato situation. You know, I don't know if he'll play this year. Again, we've had some people ask us about that, and really, you know, no one exactly knows. The only thing that we really know is that he's had four MRIs. None of them have showed any structural damage. He was told to be on crutches for a, uh, for a couple of weeks, then off crutches. He's now off the crutches. So if he's going to come back, you know, it might be in the next week or two, or he may, you know, continue to sit out. But I'm with you, I think, you know, it's purely speculation on my point, but there's no way he's going to sit out this, you know, most this season, if not the entire season, and then go uh, to the NBA, so I think that uh, you will see Kanate come back next year, that's my prediction, and that's going to be really solid if you have Kenate, uh Shoeboy, and uh, Culver next year, and then hopefully these guards can step up and continue their improvement, so... um We'll get into the previews of uh, this week's game here in just a second. But before we do, I had to ask you a question that came to my mind we are talking about conference wins. You know, you said four or five. I think probably I'd set the over-under at four. But uh, here's a question for you. West Virginia has nine wins so far this season. What do you think happens more uh, this season? West Virginia Will West Virginia have more wins than Issa Ma dribbles the ball out of his leg out of bounds? Or will Issa dribble the ball off his leg out of bounds more than they have wins? Uh, I'll
1: be honest with you. I think we'd need three seasons' worth of wins to uh, beat that. <laughs>
0: number <laughs> so no i mean i say that in jest partly but i mean that has happened a lot and east is averaging i think over three turnovers a game so you know uh it's it, it's just it's like almost every game that happens at least once now so you know it's just it's crazy to see you know they talk about he has the biggest hands and he can palm a medicine ball and all this but man for a guy that you can do all that has sure has trouble handling the ball and uh not turning it over yeah
1: we um We've seen flashes of Issa and what he could do. Even Tennessee, he had a couple drives. And Nick Vatela's calling the game. And he's like, he's like, you know, Issa, like, drive the ball. Like you're talented. You can do this. And I just think, I I don't know the guy personally, but I just I don't I don't think he's a very confident guy. And I also don't think he works at what he's what he's good at. And uh, he to me just looks like a guy that's just ready to for the season to end and graduate. Yeah, uh, go do whatever it is he's doing, whether it be with his major or trying to get a player overseas somewhere. But
0: no, I'm with you. I think that he's just one of those guys that's not really outspoken. You know, not gonna, you know, like you said, he, he just doesn't seem like that that type of you know doesn't have that leader mentality really, which kind of kind of stinks because he's the only senior on this team. But you know, um, at least he stayed his all for, all four of his years, I guess you can say. And you know, uh, he's not you know he's not giving up or anything. You know, after uh, Huggins benched him, he's had a couple couple bright spots. So. um that's good, but you know hopefully maybe he'll maybe he'll give us something the latter part of the season that he hasn't given us th- thus far. So um, let's uh, switch over and transition and talk about this week's upcoming games. So uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, January 30th, West Virginia takes on number 20 in the country, Iowa State at Iowa State in Ames. that'll be, on, that'll be at 7 p.m and be televised on ESPNU. Uh, West Virginia, as we said, is nine and eleven, one and six. Iowa State's currently fifteen and five, four and three in the conference, and they have beaten Kansas and won on the road at Texas Tech. Been very impressive, deep roster, and you know that's with their arguably their best player, Lindell Wigginton, missing uh, quite a few games early in the season. He's only played in ten games. So, um, what are your thoughts on this Iowa State matchup?
1: Um. AMES, I was one of the toughest places to play in the Big 12. Maybe the toughest to play outside of uh, Morgantown and Kansas. Uh, Mountaineers have historically have not played too well there. So, uh, given our recent struggles, uh, yeah, just another loss in the loss column. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, you know we haven't been on the bo- podcast in a while. Uh, we've just been busy, but um, really there hasn't been much to talk about. Uh, it'd be a whole lot different if we was winning games. Uh, so I'm not really going to get into a breakdown of what we need to do. It's I just look at it as another loss, and I uh, just count down the days until next season starts. To be honest with you,
0: yeah, it's uh, pretty straightforward. Everyone's watched this team; they know uh what's going on with it and everything you know iowa state's a solid team as i mentioned so and you know no beetle Bolden for west virginia he's not even going to travel with the team he's going to receive treatment on that ankle so he can try and come back sooner rather than later so that's going to hurt west virginia i'm with you i think they drop another one this time on the road to iowa state and uh, probably fall to nine and twelve but you know like you said maybe uh don't maybe the bright spots the big 12 tournament maybe they can win a few games in the big 12 tournament or something uh we'll see you know something positive's got to give here soon but um Following that, West Virginia Saturday, first game of February, February second, they play in the Coliseum at noon, taking on Oklahoma. That game will be televised on ESPN too. Um, Oklahoma is currently 15 and six, but they are three and five in the conference. Um, you know they have a really talented player in the senior guard Christian James, 16.3 points per game leads the team, and over seven rebounds leads the team, and then also Brady Manick is six foot nine forward he does a great job of rebounding the ball as well right at seven rebounds and 11 points per game so um what are your thoughts on the matchup with oklahoma more of a winnable game for west virginia or you th- what do you think about that
1: um no because they got christian james uh we've you've said we've seen it all year if we play anybody uh one player is going to go off and it could be a guy that averages two points a game uh, like against a TCU matchup, or it could be a guy like Christian James that averaged 16 in a game. So, um, you know, you'd like to think that those are winnable games against a team that's three and five in the Big 12. But those three and five, four and six, five and five, even teams, four and four, whatever you want to call it, um, those teams are the teams that are hungry for wins, and those are the teams that absolutely cannot afford a loss to a team like West Virginia, which just makes those games even more hard to win. So. Uh, I just think that's you know 0 for 2 this week wouldn't be the first time this season probably won't be the last but uh, I'm outside of uh, Oklahoma State and maybe Texas I don't see us uh, beating anybody else in the Big 12 and we've already lost to both of those teams so
0: yeah I think I think you're looking at you know maybe four conference wins at most. Like I said, that's what I put the over-under at. And, um, you know, I think this Oklahoma game is a more winnable game than Iowa State, definitely. But the one question marks the status of Beetle Bolden. You don't know if he'll be back. And like you said, I don't know if West Virginia has a defensive uh, mind to stop uh, Christian James. And then you know, even if they do, then somebody else will probably get it going for Oklahoma. So I'm going to have to go with you on this one and say West Virginia loses, but probably a close one. And if Beetle Bolden's around, you know, it's a 50-50 to me. West Virginia may get a win. But I think the status of Beetle Bolden up in there, I'm going to have to say, West Virginia Falls, Oklahoma, as well. So that kind of recaps the past few games for West Virginia and, you know, preview what's to come for the Mountaineers. You know, hopefully, uh, Something gets turned around. Maybe they can uh, get a few wins here late in the season and, you know, like I said, go into the Big 12 champion, uh, I mean, Big Twelve tournament and maybe win some games because that's about the only way West Virginia's going to get in the tournament at this point is if they win the Big 12 uh, tournament by, by some chance. You know, maybe they'll be in the NIT, but, you know, that's even iffy at this point. But we'll see how it goes uh, down the stretch for West Virginia. Hoping for the best for sure. Um, any final thoughts, Justin, before we close this thing out this week? Uh, no, just –
1: You know, it happens. People have down years. It happens to every great team. Uh, Maybe not Duke and North Carolina, but teams like that, they're good every year. But um, Notre Dame's struggling this year. I believe they're 12-10 after losing to Duke last night. Uh, Mike Bray's a good coach. So, I mean, it happens. It's unfortunate, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, You know, it is what it is at this point. Uh, Just got to, you know, keep the right players for next season. Um, Get rid of – some bad players that bring negative vibes to the team. And, uh, you know, we got Oscar to look forward to next year, our biggest recruit in school history, or at least recent history past 20 years or so. So, um, there's things to look forward to. It's just, it's not this season.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you. You know, um, Still, you know, hope for a better tomorrow, I guess you could say. Um, you know, the, the future is still, you know, bright in the long term for West Virginia, I think, with Culver and Oscar. And, you know, they have a lot of younger players still that can improve a lot. So, we'll see what happens down the stretch. And and, yeah, go ahead.
1: We've been blessed. We've been blessed, too. I mean, we've been really since 06, the, the team that really started this whole trend uh, with Gaines and pitts and all of them making it to the lead eight after beating Wake Forest. mm mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we've had our good years. We've had two bad seasons. I think two. We had one losing season, and then maybe a 500 or just a barely above 500 season. Two years in a row. Uh, when I actually went to West Virginia University from 11 to 14, so uh, it happens. Uh, I don't think this is a two-year drought. I think it's a one-year deal. So uh, just keep in mind, you know, this. You know, we've been good. We've been in the top 25 uh, before this season. We was. One, one week away from breaking the school record for fifty six straight weeks in top twenty five. So uh, we got a Hall of Fame coach, eight hundred and fifty plus wins. Uh, he's going to get it figured out, um, and he's not going to leave this program in bad shape when he's all said and done. So uh, just just think about what, where we've been and what the success we've had. and You know, it'll it'll get turned back around, just not as quickly as we would like to. But you know, it
0: happens. Yeah, absolutely. Every everyone goes through a, or almost everyone goes through a rebuilding season every once in a while. West Virginia's just in that right now but you know like you said we'll get back to where we were if not even better you know the future is bright so um don't hang your heads you know there's potential for this team still yet you know maybe not down the stretch but you never know but definitely um next season and and moving forward so uh, having said that that will pretty much wrap us up on this edition of the country roads webcast brought to you by Four productions we are the official podcast of almost heaven and almostheavenathletics.com we'll be back um, sometime in the coming weeks to uh, talk more mountaineer basketball and give you another update on the men's basketball team this season Thanks for joining us. Uh, be sure and catch us on whatever platform you like to take in your podcast. You can find us all over. Follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Tune in to almostheavenathletics.com for some great coverage. And follow them on Twitter as well at AHAthleticsWV. For Justin Eller, as always, I'm your host Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go Mountaineers. Are
1: you ready to